What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Now, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. I've actually, I was actually already thinking about doing an episode on it because of how crazy it's been the last couple weeks. But after the amount of DMs I got over the weekend asking me for my take on this whole Joe Rogan experience, uh, you know, people calling to cancel him again, uh, people were asking for my opinion on it. And actually, more or less, like what's exactly going on? Because they do, there is a couple articles I'm going to read to you in a minute uh, from back before he originally had his Spotify deal and then also like what happened after the deal and then now why it's kind of beginning they want him canceled but first I got to thank one of our sponsors uh, you know infuse your life you know this product is absolutely amazing you guys heard me talk about it before you know 75% of Americans deal with uh, severe hydration by not drinking enough water and I get it I'm the same way you know, when you, you know, I don't like drinking water unless I'm working out or unless I'm doing some kind of physical activity, like work, you know, I'm sweating like crazy at work and it's hot outside. I like flavor in my drink. So Infuse Hydration has come out this product that it's a lid that goes on your thermos. If you already have a thermos, all you gotta do is buy the lid, but you can also buy their thermoses as well. Uh, it has a cartridge that goes inside the lid. You can add any flavor you want, Kool-Aid, Crystal Light. You know, they have their own special flavors and they're absolutely delicious. Uh, there's a little dial on the back. You can control the intensity of the flavor. You can give it a little bit. You can give it a lot. And, it, you know, trust me, it helps you drink a lot more water throughout the day. So, you know, go check them out. Infuseyourlife.com. That's infuse, spelled I-N-F-U-Z-E, yourlife.com. And use my code Glock at checkout. That's Glock, G-L-O-C-K. Thank you, Infuse Your Life. So, if you guys have not been following... Uh, this Joe Rogan stuff, it's its absolutely hilarious to me. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about his episode with Dr. Robert Malone uh, many times because I'm telling you guys, that's a great episode if you want information on you know, vaccines and, and COVID itself and you know more information on that. And you know they get, they get into a lot of stuff on this show. And again, what was one of the main talking points that we've heard for the last two years when it comes to COVID? I know I'm tired of talking about it too. I'm sorry. You know, for, for you listeners out there that are tired of it as well, I get it. Trust me, I'm tired of talking about it, but it's something that keeps coming up. It's not going to go away anytime soon, in my opinion. Well, it, I think it's going to start dying off a little bit, but I don't want to get too far into that. But it, it, it's, I hate when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, and that's like all they want to talk about. But it keeps coming up. You know, we keep dealing with these things. So Joe Rogan has had a couple people on his podcast recently. And and like I said, the main thing, talking point you've been hearing is, oh, trust the science, trust the doctors, trust this, trust that, you know, except for when, again, I've talked about this before, when it comes to freedom of speech, everyone agrees with freedom of speech until that someone's speech goes against your thoughts and your feelings. So uh, he had Dr. Robert Malone on there. He had Dr. Peter McCullough on there and people didn't like what they had to say because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit what, you know, mainstream media is telling you and they kind of go through it and then here here's the best part and let me explain something to you and I, I don't mean to make this like a right versus left thing uh many people have asked me like what's the biggest difference between like conservatives and liberals and stuff like that and the best thing i can tell you is conservatives believe that liberals or democrats are people with bad ideas and liberals or democrats think that conservatives are bad people with ideas when you argue with somebody who's conservative, usually there are crazy people out there, but you know, usually it's met with facts or data or something to back what you're saying or why you believe what you believe. Uh, the other side usually attacks with emotions such as you're an idiot, you're crazy, you're, um, you're, you're dangerous to misinformation, you're racist, you're, you're sexist, you're transphobic, homophobic. There are emotional arguments with no evidence behind it. So, Essentially, what Joe Rogan has done, because there's been so much misinformation, he has sought out um, well-respected doctors with a huge amounts of merits behind him and, and history and, and research and and like Robert, Dr. Robert McCall, or I'm sorry, Dr. Robert Malone. I mix up the names. Dr. Robert Malone is known for researching and developing nine mRNA vaccines, such as the COVID vaccine that most of you have probably already taken. And again, I love how they keep saying in these articles that he's anti-vax. And one of the very first things in this in his podcast is he's not anti-vax. So that's a that's a lie in itself. He is not for vaccinating children. He is not for uh, booster shots. And he explains why and goes through the whole ordeal. And it's a really great interview. And the, you know, when you say trust the scientists, trust the doctors, this is one of the most respected ones that the world is listening to before Joe Rogan's podcast. And then because he didn't say what you liked, um, people are now calling to cancel him. But 
if you guys have never actually listened to or watched the Joe Rogan podcast, um, he is a very out there human being. He's a comedian and he brings random people on. I mean, everyone knows he's an announcer for the UFC. He was on Fear Factor and stuff like that. But Joe Rogan brings a multitude of people to his podcast and they talk about the most random stuff. He's had Democrats on there, Republicans. He's had uh, content creators on there. He's had, um, you know, uh, podcasters on there. He's had actors, actresses on there, uh, social justice warriors on there. Um, he's had doctors on there. He's had every, I mean, he doesn't just keep it to like one demographic of people that he has on there. And they talk about the most random stuff and, you know, he'll get a movie star on there and they'll talk about the most random things. So, you know, when you sit there and you talk about, um, all this stuff going on, you know, it, 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 it's, they act like his show is only there for medical misinformation. So the first bit of trouble that he got into was about transphobia. Uh, and there's an article I want to read from 2020. Uh, that's actually a pretty good article. I'm going to try and go in, uh, order on these, on these, uh, articles. They, um, kind of paint a picture of exactly what has happened to, you know, on his podcast over the last couple of years. But in July of 2020, there's an article by Men's Health uh, written by Philip Ellis. It says, Joe Rogan is spreading transphobic hate speech and putting it's putting lives in danger. I'm going to read this article to you. It says, Joe Rogan is one of the biggest figures in podcasting. His show, The Joe Rogan Experience, consists of lengthy, often rambling interviews with a diverse array of athletes, academics, actors, entrepreneurs, and more. But you could also say that Rogan has really built his audience through selecting guests who bring their own notoriety to his show or whose specialist subject is the kind of hot button issue that will inevitably gain his him some streams. These interviews can can take many forms, like getting infamous tech boss Elon Musk to smoke weed on camera. That was actually pretty hilarious. I'm sorry. Uh, instantly immortalizing the moment in a meme form, or more, uh, more so, speaking with pilots who claim to have had close encounters with UFOs. A lot of time, it's harmless if slightly deranged, but fun. And then there are episodes which, by virtue of Joe Rogan's massive online reach, lend a veneer of credibility to some dangerous prejudices. Take the recent episode with guest Abigail Schreer during Schreer Schreier, I'm sorry, during Schreer's uh, conversation with Rogan, in which she promoted her book *Irreversible Damage*. Uh, Schreer invalidated the lived experience of trans and non-binary kids and teens and made numerous dangerous and entirely unsound false equivalences. She compared transitioning among teenagers to historic adolescent uh, pneumo uh, pneumonia? That's, a, that's an interesting word. Uh, such as eating disorders, self-harm, and baffling the, the, the occult, calling this age group the same population that gets involved in cutting demonic possession, witchcraft, anorexia, and bulimia. Now, real quick, I have never seen this episode, but going off of what they just said, um, I can't really say what she said is too far off. I mean, I've talked about it before, especially as a parent. You know, during kids' teenage years is a very, very, you know, confusing time and stuff like that. And I'm not a huge fan of trying to celebrate when a teenager who doesn't even know what they want to do with their life yet starts wanting to change their gender and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And I've said before, that's my own opinion. You can hate it if you want, but you know, I, if you, if you agree with it, it is what it is. I, I just take serious offense when you're trying to push things on children. And that's my own, that's my own personal belief. But you know, so far, you know, right where it says, you know, she compared transitioning among teenagers to historic adolescent uh, pneumonia. I don't know how, why you said that, but uh, the age group, the same population that gets involved in cutting demonic possession, witchcraft, anorexia, and bulimia. I mean, I've seen that in my own life in high school. You saw a lot of stuff like that. You had, you had kids on there drawing pentagrams, hail Satan. We had a couple of kids like that in my school. You had kids that were straight were cutters and stuff like that. And honestly, the you know kids are looking for a place to fit in. So, actually, I just read part of the next paragraph and kind of gets into that. So I'll, I'll keep reading this article. It says. She even described wanting to transition as a contagion, which with the potential to infect other children with the same ideas, drawing yet more scientifically baseless par par uh, parallels with eating disorders. Anorexics, they are always really careful when they put them together, she said. They have to be on hospital wards because we know that it will ca cause it to spread. Uh, plenty of savage, sa savvy producers book 
guests like this to stir up controversy and accumulate outrage clicks from their viewers. But was Rogan sitting back as a host and letting Shreer dig her own grave? Nope. Uh, he appeared to reaffirm this notion that being trans is something that a child can be persuaded into through peer pressure, referring to the two times spent with wacky friends at school. He also mocked Caitlyn Jenner and described LGBTQ plus activists as people who aren't aren't looking at all sides of it. Quote, they have this agenda, he said, and this agenda is very ideologically driven that anyone who even thinks they might be trans should be trans uh, are trans. And the more trans people, the better, the more kids that transition, the better. For all their risk of self-harm and other issues that teenagers can experience, ne neither Rogan nor Schreer openly acknowledged that more than half of transgender and non-binary youth seriously considered attempting suicide last year. And that wasn't due to, quote, wacky friends somehow transmitting gender dys dysphoria. It was due to prolific um, uh, ubiquitous uh, messaging in the media that tells them there is something wrong with them and how they, they feel doesn't matter. Now, real quick. I'm going to say nobody should be telling some, somebody that their feelings don't matter. Obviously, your feelings should matter. You should talk to somebody about it and stuff like that. Um, but I'm sorry. I do agree with a heavy influence of things among kids. I mean, as a high schooler, people always wanted to be a part of the popular crowd and do the popular thing. Or, on the other hand, want to do the edgy thing and the more crazy out there thing to get attention. So I, I'm sorry. I'm kind of on the side of this argument that I do agree that they're, you know, you're trying to teach kids to go through with this through telling them it's okay, and their friends may try and push them that way. The same thing with anorexia. The, the you know, there actually are a couple of studies that I should have looked this up before I started, but I have read before about you know girls in high school who hang out hang out with each other, and one of them chooses you know to throw up after lunch and this and that, and they you know. They think the skinnier you are, the better you look. The friends that are hanging out with them. I want to look that good too, and this and that. It's it. They get influenced by the person doing it. The same way I started selling drugs in high school. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. I knew it was wrong. I hung out with them long enough, and then I got involved in it. And I wanted to make money, like my friends were making money because they were selling drugs. And then they started doing drugs. And then I was the loser at the party that wasn't doing it with them. So I decided to do it with them. I mean, it's kind of that's the same argument here, whether you are for it or against it. It's it's a high school age and we've all pretty much been there. You know, you are very easily led down the wrong path by who you hang out with. There's a pretty famous billionaire. I don't know much about him, but his name is Daniel Pena. And there's a quote by him I'll, ne I'll never forget. He says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to know why you're so effed up, why you all are effed up? Just look at the effing bums you hang around with. You know, and, it's, and he talks about how, you know, you hang out with bums, you're going to be a bum. You hang out with people who are striving to be something, striving to do something, you're usually going to get caught up in that and strive, you know, you have your own goals to set and you strive with them. And it's a great quote. I mean, birds of a feather flock together. That's what my uh what my high school wrestling and uh, football coach told me. Birds of a feather flock together. And he was telling me that about the people that I was hanging around with uh, in high school. He knew they were bad news and I didn't listen to him. I I got cut up in all that stuff and I got I almost I almost got shot. I, I got robbed at one point. Um, I almost didn't graduate. I mean, my life, you know, hanging out with the wrong people started going downhill very fast. So, you know, trying to discredit him through saying that people aren't influenced by their quote wacky friends, I, I highly disagree with by my own personal, my own personal story. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get too far in this article. Uh, it goes for a long time. But basically, they start talking about how this was the first time Joe Rogan was basically being called on to be canceled because of transphobia, homophobia. They don't. He doesn't agree with what you know what what the mainstream media is pushing and blah 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 blah. So there's another article is here. I read this article when it came out. It's called "Joe Rogan is Too Big to Cancel." It's from the New York Times. It says he's now one of the most consumed media products on the planet. His Spotify deal estimated at $100 million speaks to a lure of making audiences feel they are in on something subversive. Um, you know, so before I get into anything, uh, there's another article uh, I'm going to read later talking about how people at Spotify didn't really want Joe Rogan on the, uh, on the platform when he signed the deal. And then people were mad that he was originally in LA and then he moved to Texas for lower taxes. I'm, number one, it's free country. Uh, you know, if you can move to, a, you know, do a podcast in Texas rather than LA and make more money, 
Um, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead and do it. I don't know why people are upset about that. I mean, number one, I live in California. I know how it is. You can make $40 an hour and you're still basically living paycheck to paycheck. It is, I'm telling you, California is so hard. I mean, how much taxes they take out, how much your gas is, your cost of living, your groceries. People don't understand that who aren't from California. And then we, a lot of Californians just go about it like it's normal business. That's why I'm on, on the fast track to trying to get out of here as fast as I can because I mean, I, I, I have a house. I'm very blessed. I had to move an hour, an hour away from where I grew up to just afford a house, barely afford a house. Um, you know, so my kids can actually have a backyard and have their own rooms and stuff like that. But I make good money where I work, but it's just enough to get me by. I have to be very frugal with how I spend my money because I live in California. But if I was making that same money in a different state, paying less taxes, I'd be, I'd be set, you know, but you know, him moving to Texas is very smart. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but this article right here, Joe is to be canceled. It's written by Matt Flegenheimer. Great freaking name. Uh, it was published in July, July 1st, 2021. So a year, a year after the transphobia, homophobia accusations. Uh, he writes, the other comics called him little ball of anger. Uh, semi affectionately never do his face. A man flammable by bearing and branding. It seemed with, with his Taekwondo muscles and a scorching conviction that the Bible had some holes quote Noah was 600 years old and a drunk Joe Rogan told his Los Angeles crowds some decades back in one favorite bit about the implausible of the scriptural arc uh, then he spar afterwards with a waitress who was raised Catholic and mindful of divine wrath stand back Eleanor Kerrigan the com comedy store waitress who became a comedian herself would say to Mr. Rogan blessing herself as as he left the stage you're going to burst into frames it's not sacrilegious, Mr. Rogan protests, according to Miss Kerrigan. You are not hearing what I am saying. Uh, now, for better or worse, many millions of people are hearing uh, what Joe Rogan is saying. He's still not sure they are always getting getting the joke, uh, but he has yet to burst into flames. Uh, Mr. Rogan is one of the most consumed media products on the planet with the power to shape taste, politics, medical decisions. And it's crazy it says medical decisions. And this was written in like July of 2021 before he even really got into the whole medical thing that he did at the end of 2021. Um, in fact, well known to, to legions of men under 40, nonsensical uh, to the many Rogan unaware over 50 and befuddling uh, by his own admission to the man himself. His podcast, The Drogan Experience, is effectively a series of wandering conversations, often over whiskey, weed or, uh, or cigars. On topics including but not limited to comedy, cage fighting, psychedelics, quantum physics, or quantum mechanics, and the political excess of the left. The show was licensed to Spotify last year and estimated a hundred million dollar deal, boosted by uh, a conceit that can at times seem self-fulfilling. The host is dangerous, at at least in the way that comedians like to be dangerous. He should probably not be taken at face value, except when he should. And the discerning listener uh, should should be trusted to tell the difference and if the establishment had its way mr rogan would surely be chast chastened canceled uh, canceled reeled in i got through the net he said in one episode cursing before net uh in in what felt like a statement of purpose and i'm swimming in open waters it can all feel like uh, feel like sometimes of a system breakdown in his telling at once a testament to the true trust deficit plaguing mainstream institutions and the durable allure of convincing people they are listening to something subver subversive and this guy straight up used a the thesaurus before he writ this, wrote this article i guarantee you he wrote this entire thing out and went through with a thesaurus just to sound smarter jesus man like you don't have to use all these freaking fancy words in 2019, Mr. Rogan said that his podcast was downloaded about 100 million, 190 million times in a month. Some single episodes have reached tens of millions, including interviews with Elon Musk uh, um, because of his joint smoking appearance. Uh, uh, he had Alex Jones on the show um, with whom Mr. Rogan has long been, been friendly with. The most popular host in cable news, Tucker Carlson on Fox News, might expect about 3 million live views per night. Um, we worship this guy, Christine Corey, a 20 year old student at Oklahoma State University, said for Mr. Rogan, ticking off favorite episodes after joining a friend to see him perform stand up in Houston in May. I would do anything to, to do what he does. 
Um, yes, podcasting is a lot of fun. It's your opinion, main, mainly, especially the way the way I run my podcast, same way Joe Rogan runs his podcast. They are our opinions. It's what we think. We are, you know, again, I've talked about it before. Um, there's a difference between, you know, just doing a podcast to talk and then there's a podcast to do journalism or do political news. Um, yeah, it's fun to do what he does and it's fun to do what I do. Same thing. But it, it's, they're making it sound like this guy, they're actually worshiping this guy like there is God to, to, to news and information. What Mr. Rogan does can be difficult to categorize neatly. He's standing in, in as audio zeitgeist iced. I'm not kidding. That's exactly what it's spelled. Zeitgeist iced. I'm sorry. A voice sustained by a heap of surface contradictions. He is a generous listener who seems to share every half thought aloud. He is publicly outraged by recreational outrage. He is depending on the audience, the jock or the scholar, the bully or the aggrieved. His podcast uniform, bicep hugging t-shirt, headphone pressed against a bare scalp, calls to mind a high school wrestling coach who commandeered the AV room. I can tell you right now, this guy does not like Joe Rogan. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Rogan's celebrity makes enough sense to those who know him. He had a, ascended across decades as a comic, sitcom actor, and cage fight commentator for the UFC. What is different now, exhilarating to his fans, alarming to others, is the social capital he managed to accumulate while proudly defying the traditional gatekeeping uh, strictures of mainstream fame. It is a story of, of persistence, timing, and keen feel for the pre prevailing cultural winds. He started recording himself nearly a dozen years ago for a live web uh, assemblage of hundreds and people listen. Then more and then were no network sensors. Oh, there were no ne network sensors there. His first sponsor was a sex toy. Uh, he didn't need Hollywood, uh, said Dom Marea, uh, a comedian, longtime friend. Joe's got his own thing. Now, I'm, again, I'm not going to read, read this entire article, but you can tell. Number one, I love how people go after Joe Rogan as... This guy who just, oh, they don't like how he can do whatever he wants. They don't like that he can say what he wants. They don't like that he can have his own opinion. And my favorite part about Joe Rogan nowadays um, is how people think that he's a super like conservative Republican and right-leaning and this and that. Um, if you know anything about Joe Rogan, he is far from anything left, right, or whatever. If anything, he's very in the middle, very um, moderate. Yeah, uh, he has some very outrageous views on left, very outrageous views on right. He, uh, as far as I know, a couple of things I've seen from him, he's not a Trump fan, number one, or he wasn't anyways. Um, he has talked crap about uh, Joe Biden as of recently, uh, about him like not being able to speak, doesn't know where he is. So he goes after everybody. He talks and gives his opinion on everybody. Yeah, I mean, they act like he's sitting here like, hey, you guys should all vote red on the next election, you know, because I have 11 million subscribers. Basically what it is, do you like not, like, do you guys not notice uh, I'm reading you mainstream media like New York Times, you know, Men's Health. Everyone knows these places. The next article I'm actually going to end up reading is from the New York Post. Very popular articles, mainstream media. And you notice how the their biggest problem with him is the amount of people that listen to him. They always talk about his numbers and how big his audience is. And it, it's it's a danger to them. Now, again, I know I'm reading a lot of articles here. I have two more left I want to get to. I want to get to the, um, the Spotify one. Then I got one more, the brand new one, people trying to cancel them for misinformation of COVID. So I'm not, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but the New York Post, this was written in the end of July of 2021. Uh, it's titled Spotify Staff Reportedly Outraged by Joe Rogan's Show, uh, written by Hannah Frischberg. Uh, she wrote... Um, Quote, I'm personally bothered by his transphobic comments and am concerned by the way he might spread misinformation. One Spotify employee wrote last fall on an internal networking channel on the app Fishbowl, Insider reported Tuesday. A former employee told the publication that during his time at Spotify, the decision to sign the deal with Rogan was the most contentious one the company made. However, another employee told Insider that it's only, quote, a, a loud minority of people who were outraged at Joe Rogan. While only a subgroup of staff may be upset, their numbers were sufficient to merit a town hall meeting in September of 2021 to address that they felt Joe Rogan's uh, show was at times anti-transgender, uh, the Wall Street Journal reported. A request by, by some staffers for the Joe Rogan experience to receive editorial supervision was denied by the company, and Joe Rogan subsequently retweeted a video mocking the employees for being oversensitive. Quote, he is the biggest voice by far that, that's going to be accelerated 
or to accelerate our business, an employee told the Wall Street Journal at the time. Getting him on Spotify and soon exclusively is going to help bring a lot more audiences onto the platform, and hopefully we can spread that to other programming. In case, uh, in the case of Joe Rogan, a total of 10 meetings have been held with various groups and individuals to hear their respective concerns, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek said in, his, in, in the September meeting. Uh, Vice reported at the time, quote, and some of them want Rogan removed because of the things he said in the past. In addition, company staffers Rogan infuriated fellow Spotify podcast stars, including Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, after tw- telling 21-year-olds not to get the COVID-19 vaccine, a claim on which he subsequently backpedaled. Um, see, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to real quick on the backpedaling part, um, because it ends with Spotify did not immediately return the post request for comment. Uh, when they talk about him backpedaling, he did make a comment. Um, the way he came out is he said he believe he quote believes twenty one year olds or below should not get the vaccine, um, and then he didn't really backpedal. He just basically said it's your own personal decision and you need to think about it before you you do it, which is a good stance. But his very first comment did sound like he was saying, "Hey, do not get it." But in reality, you can if you actually go back and listen to that episode that he said it on, um, he. Uh, he he did mean it in a way of like you should think about it before doing it don't just do it because you're being told to so you know this is where we're getting into the whole covid thing and again i'm tired i'm sorry that we keep talking about i'm sorry it keeps coming up it's i can't do this 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 topic without talking about it unfortunately but so now we have this was written in january 14 2022 just a couple days ago uh, doctor scientists petition Spotify to stop Joe Rogan experience COVID-19 misinformation. This is from Forbes, Forbes.com. This is, you know, written by Bruce, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce Lee I was not expected to read that name. Okay. So Bruce Lee, uh, he, he writes for someone who once said, quote, I'm not a doctor. I'm a bleeping moron and quote, I'm not a respected source of information, even for me, end quote. Joe Rogan sure keeps talking a lot about COVID-19 on his Spotify podcast. And now over 270 scientists, doctors, nurses, and other health professionals have signed a petition to Spotify stating that through, throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Joe Rogan has repeatedly spread misinformation or misleading and false claims on his podcast, provoking distrust in science and medicine. Hmm. That doesn't exactly sound like a fan letter. I'm, <laughs> I can't believe he wrote it like this. In fact, the letter described what the Joe Rogan experience has been doing as a site, as a sociological issue of devastating proportions and Spotify is responsible for allowing this activity to thrive on its platform. It's called quote on Spotify to immediately establish a clear and public policy to moderate misinformation on the platform. End quote. The letter specifically called out as an example, a December 31st with Dr. Robert Malone as a guest. Now before the pandemic, Malone was a, was, wasn't exactly a household name or even an apartment apartment hold or couch hold or lab hold name for that matter, which is absolute bull. Like absolute. I mean, this guy. Oh, here we go. Uh, before 2020, a Google search of Robert Malone may have gotten more results from the NFL punter with the same name. But awareness of Dr. Malone appears to have risen substantially over the past two years. Who cares? I'm going to stop for a second. Who cares if you... Google this man's name. I can go Google my doctor's name and guarantee you he will not come up, but that does not discredit his ex- my doctor's experience or his schooling or anything like that. Of course, a sports star's name is going to come up before a doctor or a scientist who's not in the mainstream media's um, you know talking points or on articles or doing something on a regular basis. They're in the background. They're doing research, this and that. That's not public usually. So trying to say, oh, no one knows who he is. He's not a household name, blah, 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 blah. That's BS. You're not, you can't discredit the man's merits and the man's education and the man's experience in this field that he is talking about. Because again, Mr. Bruce Lee, remember your, your place. You're a journalist who writes these pieces. So I guarantee if I, if I Googled your name, I'm going to get Bruce Lee, the actor and martial arts star, and not Bruce Lee, who works for Forbes magazine. So does that mean that this, this article should be absolutely discredited because your name doesn't pop up first in Google? Or you, the actual person in Bruce Lee, doesn't pop up before the, the other Bruce Lee? Absolutely insane. Anyways, continuing with the article. It says, what has led to this seemingly meteoric rise? The letter cited a PolitiFact article, which PolitiFact, by the way, we already talked about, is an opinion fact checker 
or I'm sorry, an opinion checker, not a fact checker uh, website article by Bill McCarthy entitled, Who is Robert Malone? Joe Rogan's guest was a vaccine scientist, became an anti-vaccine darling. Again, I've said it in the very beginning of the podcast. If you watch that, if you watch that episode, he is not anti-vaccine. Uh, which say that, quote, Malone was promote, has promoted several false and misleading claims about the COVID-19 va- vaccines and pandemic and provided provided an example. Just prior to Malone's appearance, where, first of all, where's the example? You said he provided an example. Where's the example? Uh, continuing, just prior to Malone's appearance, uh, Twitter had permanently suspended Malone's account for violating their misinformation policies. And typically, Twitter doesn't just suspend someone for something relatively trivial, such as rendering harmless opinions or using too many pop emo- poop emojis. Yeah, I'm going to call BS on that as well. They re- remove anyone that doesn't doesn't uh, go to what they say. Uh, as I mentioned previously for Forbes, given the amount of what of what the bleeps on social media these days, it probably t- it, it'll probably take take quite a while. A, what? A lot of studio sciencing Jesus these guys in their thesauruses to get booted from Twitter I know a lot of people who are no namers who got booted from Facebook and Twitter for simply saying certain things and they had like 300 followers so don't give me that so what do you do when you have a popular podcast in the middle of a pandemic a public health emergency that's already killed over 846,000 people in the US and still killing over 1800 a day how about give plenty of airtime to someone who's been banned from Twitter for COVID-19 misinformation? Um, is that your final answer? Do you want to phone a friend? Oh, you're so edgy, Bruce Lee. I like you. <laughs> That's essentially what the Joe Rogan Experience did at the end of December. According to the petition, the Joe Rogan Experience episode featuring Malone has been criticized for promoting baseless conspiracy theories, and the Joe Rogan Experience has a concerning history of broadcasting misinformation, particularly regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. The petition letter described how Dr. Robert Malone used the Jordan podcast to further promote numerous baseline claims, including several falsehoods about what falsehoods you guys keep saying this. You guys keep saying this, but you again, like I just said earlier, you guys, you know, you guys who argue this stuff don't come back with what the misinformation is. You don't give an exact example of what he said that was wrong. Again, you have if you're gonna sit there and tell somebody they're not right on something, you have to show your evidence for why they're wrong. Just saying that you're spreading misinformation is not the end argument. The same way everyone was running around and they still not really as much anymore, but I mean, how long under Trump was oh you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist with how am I a racist? You just are. Like <laughs> that's not an argument. You have to if you're gonna call somebody that, you have to have evidence behind it. What did I say? What did I do? I don't know. You voted for the the orange guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, I lost my spot now, Jesus. Um uh Dr. Malone used the platform to further false basis claims, including several falsehoods, um and an unfounded theory that social societal leaders have hypnotized the public. The letter he's talking about um uh what's it called? He's talking about mass formation psychosis. So uh, let me finish this before I get into that. The letter added that many of these statements have already been discredited. Notably, Dr. Malone is one one of two recent Jordan guests. Peter Peter McCullough was the other one who has compared pandemic policies to the Holocaust. So let me real quick. Let me get okay. Let me break this part down. So if you listen to the end of that podcast, he talks about mass formation psychosis. If you guys did not know. That those three words broke the internet within 24 hours. The words mass formation psychosis, if you Googled it, literally nothing came up. It, 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 Google didn't have their algorithm ready for that for those keywords. So instead of, because if you, if you go to Google and you actually type in something, you're going to get a specific top search stuff, specific companies and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when you actually search mass formation psychosis at first, it was actually giving you the the actual articles that he was referring to. And since they didn't they didn't go in there and actually edit the stuff to go somewhere else uh, for 24 hours, it literally said there was an error and they couldn't find anything on it. So you literally didn't have any search results for mass formation psychosis. Um, and then finally, now if I actually I'm, I'm going to do it now, mass formation psychosis. Here, oh, oh, discredited. Oh, what is what is mass formation psychosis? A psychotic right-leaning term 
for for uh, the government lying to his people. Doctors demand Spotify must end. Joe, here's your COVID nineteen information. What is vaccine finder? Uh, mass psychogenic illness, and it, it, again, this stuff has all been put there for a reason. Because anyone that Google something does not go to the second page. So that's a you know, I'm, everyone saw this. This is obviously when we talk about big tech controlling things, it was completely obvious, and you can't discredit that. We all saw it. Now, again, I don't like. I've said that before on my podcast. I've I've talked about it many times in the past. I am not a fan of anyone comparing anything to the Holocaust, especially like when people said Obama's like Hitler. People said Trump was like Hitler. Um, until you are literally calling for the deaths of million pe- millions of people and actually doing it, um, can we like not compare those two? Because it's it's there's such a big difference between having you know i get what he's saying so basically what mass formation psychosis is and i'm I'm summarizing this i'm it's not the whole thing but what they're saying is uh, and it's one of the really good question how did you get an entire country to actually turn on jews and actually people actually believe it was okay to send these people to camps and basically exterminate them like how do you get an entire society to believe it um, that's where they talk about mass formation psychosis. Basically, they, they, they say these little things, get you to believe them, believe them, believe them, believe them to where you can basically do whatever you want. Even if you're hurting them, they believe you're doing the best thing for them. The same way they're, they're basically comparing it to COVID where we obviously have evidence that the government's lied to us. The CDC has lied to us. Um, you know, just for example, they just made a comment the other day about masks don't really work, even though they said that two years ago and then recanted it. Now they're saying masks don't really work unless it's a spe- specific kind of mask. Um, people were banned for questioning where COVID came from. Like we all know nowadays, now it basically came from gain of function research that number one, Fauci said wasn't happening. We now know due to emails it was happening. And then we know it came from the Wuhan lab in Wuhan, um, China. So we already know that they're not telling us the whole truth, but yet people still go out there and believe every single thing these people are saying even though we have evidence showing that you're lying. Um, that's basically what it's being being kind of compared to is obviously in the beginning when Hitler came up and was talking about Jews, there's people that were probably like, oh, dude, that's messed up. That's wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then got them basically convinced an entire nation to believe that they were telling the truth and this and that. And, you know, the rest is history. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that comparison, but I can see where you're getting at. Now, here we are. Either you do this or, or you get, you know, and you get your papers to where you can go eat at McDonald's. Or if you have no papers, you're not allowed here. Just like, you know, you had to wear the star of David on your sleeve or you had a tattoo of your number on, you know, the ba- that there, that's a comparison they're making too. So again, I, I'm sorry, as bad as it is right now, we're not going to be taking unvaccinated people and putting them into camps and then putting them in gas chambers. Like I, I can see your comparison, but until they're calling for the death, the actual death of unvaccinated people, let's let's slow it down just a little bit. But I do I do agree with what mass like or mass formation psychosis is and how they use it. Again, I just don't like comparing things to the Holocaust because it, it, it kind of downplays the severity of the Holocaust, in my opinion. Continue with this article again. I'm almost done with these articles. Um, I'll get I'll get to my more of my opinion in a second. Uh, the Malone episode cer- certainly wasn't the first time Joe Rogan has offered questionable COVID-19 advice uh, for context. As an example, as I reported Forbes back in April 2021, Rogan questioned whether younger people even need the COVID-19 vaccine, saying, if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I'll say no. And that uh, right there, that quote right there, that's his opinion. If someone asked him, Do, should I get it? I'm going to say no. That That's his opinion. Uh, you know, you asked, you know, this 21 year old or whatever asked him. He says no. Uh, Anthony Fauci and other medical experts have called this assertion incorrect and worried that such an assertion would make it even more difficult to control the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus, too. God dang, you went through the whole thing right there. Um, Rogan has also promoted the use of ivermectin to treat COVID 19 on his show, even though the National Institutes of Health uh, COVID 19 treatment guidelines clearly say that there's a lack of evidence supporting its use which is also untrue. We found out from other countries that are using it successfully. 
Additionally, Rogan questioned whether President Joe Biden may have faked getting vaccinated against COVID-19 on the air, despite the lack of evidence such that any fake fakery happened. Again, what did you just write, Bruce? Rogan questioned whether President Joe Biden may have faked getting vaccinated against COVID-19 on the air. He was questioning it. What did what did um, Aaron Rodgers just say the not too long ago? It's a great quote. Science that cannot be questioned isn't science. It's propaganda. So now we're not even able to question something. So number one, the reason why Joe Rogan's questioning President Biden getting um, vaccinated is because they have a fake stage. You can easily look it up. Um, he bro- Instead of broadcasting from the Oval Office or from this or that, they're in a recording studio. Um, it's a fake background, fake window. It looks like the White House. It's not. It's a stage. It's basically a movie set. And then they, they go up. They, you know, we, we actually saw it when um, in the very beginning. We were seeing people who were you know on TV getting vaccinated. But the plunger was already pushed down. They put the needle in their arm. And then the, they didn't even push the plunger down. And then they took the needle out, put a, put a Band-Aid on it. And we still never got a qu- an answer for that. I mean, you can easily look it up on YouTube. Look up like televised fake fake vaccination or whatever. Um, but so there's nothing wrong with with asking the question like, did you think he actually did it? Blah blah blah, blah or whatever. But again, you, he's questioning it. So here you go. So why are real scientists, medical doctors, and other health professionals concerned about what's being said on the Joe Rogan podcast? After all, isn't this a show that? In the past, has featured a guy obsessed with UFOs in person claiming that her all-beef-and-salt diet cured her arthritis. Heck, this is a show that had Alex Jones as a guest four times. Yes, that Alex Jones, the guy who's claimed that the U.S. government is putting chemicals in the waters to make frogs gay and fluoride in the water to make people dumb. You don't see marriage counselors up in arms about the reality TV show The Bachelor. So what's the big deal about a comedian's podcast? Sheesh. <laughs> well, Rogan has a massive platform in this case. Platform is, platform is not a euphemism for a particular body part. Rather, it represents the considerable reach that Rogan seems to have, especially among men in their 20s. That's a demographic exhibiting higher levels of non-compliance with COVID-19 precautions. Maybe that's because your survival rate is a 99.9% and you can go on the CDC website and actually read that for yourself. It's not because of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Each of his episodes garners on an average 11 million listeners. Spotify has indicated that the Joe Rogan podcast was its most listened to podcast in 2021. According to the company, they signed a deal with Rogan in 2020 for reportedly over $100 million, blah, blah, blah. He read that. Therefore, even though Rogan has said, I'm not a respected source of information, even for me, uh, like it or not, many people may have listened to what he and his guests have to say about health, medicine, science, and COVID-19. Until Rogan says I'm until Rogan says I'm a bleeping moron every minute of his show, people may forget or not even realize any disclaimers that may have he, he may have said re- previously. All this b- brings a certain level of responsibility. A medical doctor can't just say whatever the bleep he or she feels like saying to you during an appointment. A doctor's visit isn't time for the doctor to just render his or her opinions about different topics like how squirrels are making the cryptocurrency market unstable. After the visit, your doctor can't simply declare, by the by the way, I'm a moron, so I'm not responsible for what I may have said and may say in the future. The same goes for parents and school teachers. Imagine a school teacher telling a student, today kids will be learning how to write, which incidentally is just like Nazi Germany in the 1920s. What is the comparison here? What the? Oh my God, bro. This guy is, dude. Sure, there's freedom of speech, but that's not the same thing as being able to say whatever you want without consequences. Try going to your boss and telling him or her, you smell like a rotten cabbage. Your face looks like a dog who's being audited. What? (laughs) You have the personality of a cheese grater and this office should not require underwear. In fact, try saying that to anyone. Words and actions have consequences. <laughs> Jesus. Gravity, dude. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to begin. This article goes on for so like ooh, quite a while, dude. 
Oh my god. I don't even know where to start. I'm sorry guys. I Oh Jesus Christ. Um Ah uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> so he shows a tweet here about the numbers of um the podcast. So quarter three, 2021 media ratings. Joe Rogan had about an average of um, 100 or 11 million people per episode. Tucker Carlson had 3.2 million. The Five had 2.9. Hannity had 2.9. Uh, Fox News had 2.3. The Ingram had 2.3. And basically, it just shows how much more viewers he has than all these other shows, right? Um, he said. He says, "Hmm, as a high school, as high school and the movie Mean Girls have proven, popularity does not necessarily mean value or honesty." When's the last time you heard someone say they are the prom king and queen because they are just too so honest? It's not really fair competition when real news shows, <laughs> real news shows have to always account for facts and real evidence, while other shows don't. Oh my God! I'm gonna stop reading this article. Oh my God, dude! I, how do I find more on Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee, you are oh my my new favorite person to laugh at, dude. This guy is funny. Um, okay. We're about 45 minutes in. This is a longer podcast, but you know, we're going to get into my, my feelings about this whole thing. So number one, let's talk about freedom of speech. And number one, what is, what is freedom of speech? Okay. It's exactly that. You have the right to say what you want. Um, whether someone likes it or not, it could be about medicine. It could be about whatever you want. It's your thoughts and your feelings and no one can silence you for it. So number one, I guarantee you the reason why Joe Rogan's podcast is still on Spotify is they already had a talk with Spotify. Uh, from my, my from my understanding, from an article I read, I, I'm not going to bring it up. I already read too much on the show. Um, there were episodes that they didn't want on there, such as the Schreier uh, episode, um, which essentially made it to the platform eventually. Basically, Joe Rogan, in my opinion, signed a $100 million deal to them, and they knew the audience they were bringing over. He basically said, look it. I'm going to say what I want when I want and how I want, you know, if you're going to pay me a hundred million dollars, I'm going to bring you this big fat audience. that's going to make you even more money than the hundred million dollars you gave me. I'm going to say whatever I want, whether you like it or not. Now, number one, no one should be listening to Joe Rogan as a medical professional. Okay. But if you were going to put somebody, um, on a show again with, you, you say trust doctors and scientists. There's 16,000 doctors and scientists um, alone that have teamed up with Robert Malone to talk about and back what he was saying with evidence. Um, now, I got to be very careful. I'm not a big podcaster. I don't have a, a, the same audience, the same pool where I can say whatever I want at the moment. I got to be a little, little more careful. Um, but so he, they keep talking about there's 300 doctors and, and scientists that want Joe Rogan's podcast removed, but yet there's 16 to 17,000 doctors and scientists that have actually worked on the COVID-19 vaccine, have worked on studying the, you know, the mask and studying this and that about the whole vaccine, who would say differently than those 300. So again, when they say trust the science, trust the doctors, they're saying no, 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 no. Trust our scientists and doctors that say what we want them to say. Not that doctor. He can't be right. He's crazy. Because again, I'm going to tell you guys straight up. Go look for somebody that actually discredits what he said. How many articles I just read you where, you know, and they obviously were not happy about Joe Rogan and Dr. Robert Malone, but they didn't tell you how they were wrong. They just told you they were wrong and they were spreading misinformation. What did they say that was wrong and misinformation and dangerous? The truth? Because obviously this guy worked on it. His name is on it. You can look it up for yourself unless they removed it now. But if you actually looked at Dr. Robert Malone before this whole thing, um, you can see his education. You can see everything that he pretty much worked on. The the articles that he wrote over the years that was trusted. Uh, the times he went before like the government actually gave them the research and his thoughts. Same thing with Peter McCullough actually had to um, go to the Senate and actually under oath give his thoughts on COVID-19 and the research that they were doing. So if these are people that the government is calling on in the middle of a pandemic for their expertise, why all of a sudden are they crazy and stupid when they speak out and say this isn't all correct, right? So one of the main things that Robert Malone said was that they didn't like, which they actually admitted to uh, CDC director and Anthony, Anthony Fauci. I don't even want to call him Dr. Fauci. Anthony Fauci said um, was 
they were telling about how the COVID numbers are all messed up. And, and again, you guys can look this up for yourself. This is absolutely true. Um, there's a big difference. This is out of Fauci's mouth. There's a big difference between being hospitalized for COVID and being hospi hospitalized with COVID. Um, so basically, for example, I'm going to give you an extreme example. And this has happened, though. There is evidence of this. Imagine I walked down the street and got hit by a car. Ambulance comes and gets me. They take me to the hospital. And they test me for COVID when I get to the hospital. They go, oh, crap. He is positive for COVID right now, but he's asymptomatic. And on the operating table, because I, you know, because I had complications from getting hit by a car, I end up dying. I didn't die because of COVID. I had COVID when I died, but I didn't die because of COVID. But the way the information is entered into the pro into the system, the way they're going to see it is it's a COVID death, and they added that death to the system and to the count of COVID deaths. Same thing with people who had heart attacks, people who had strokes. You know, uh, any kind of complication that people died from and they knew they were COVID positive. So they CDC director and Fauci have openly admitted that the numbers aren't 100 percent correct. And there's been a lot of issues along the way. So and again, they were calling for everyone to go get tested. Um, it's no, you know, no math whiz to know that if you go and have more people tested, whether you're sick or not. Yeah, you're going to have more positive tests. So, of course, you know. They've already made those numbers are messed up and they shouldn't have told everybody to go get tested no matter what. So they, they now they're saying you should only get tested if you have symptoms because the numbers are outrageous now. So again, there's so many things. Science changes every day, every day. You know, how many times back in the day we thought that the, the, the galaxy, the universe revolved around the earth, which we now we know is not true. You know, but we, they all, we were told to believe it back then you know, now we know it's not true. You know, how many times have you heard something from years ago they believed and then it was proven wrong later on when we get more evidence and more science and more whatever. Um, so who's to say what you're telling us right now about COVID or about masks or about vaccines is 100% correct and it won't change tomorrow. When here we are two and a half years later during COVID and you keep going back and forth on what you said. I mean, last summer we were, able, you know, if you were vaccinated, you were able to take your mask off. Now, if you're vaccinated, you should have your mask on because originally they told you uh, if you get vaccinated, the virus stops at you because you can't get infected. So you can't transmit it. That's what they were originally saying. Now we know it's all BS because all the, you know, if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you guys can. If you're unvaccinated, you can die, you can transmit it and you can get it. If you if you are on the other side, you can still get it, transmit it, and die from it. Now, the only thing that I will say, and people may not like to hear this, but the only thing that I will say that the evidence has shown is more or less, I mean, again, no matter what, even without vaccines, it was a 99.9% .9 survival rate among all, all age groups combined, unless you were like 75 and older. Uh, vaccin vaccinated people usually don't have to be hospitalized or don't have severe symptoms. It's usually very mild. But at the same time, a lot of unvaccinated people aren't going to the hospital either. But they are saying now that a lot of the people who are who are vaccinated, who have Omicron, vaccinated people are now filling up the hospital. It's not unvaccinated. So again, every single day, it's changing. But here we are telling somebody they're crazy for questioning it, but we can't tell you what they said that was wrong. We're just going to tell you that they were wrong. You get where I'm going? See, one of my favorite... One of my favorite um, stand-up comedy clips that I've heard recently was a guy basically saying like, yes, there's pe there's certain people I can't stand whether if you're homophobic, misogynistic. And then if you don't believe in conspiracy theories and he said like, I get not believing some of them or even most of them, but none of them, that's a strong stance to take. You think the government's just batting a thousand and, you know, telling us the whole truth. And he talks about himself being a father. He goes, I have, I've been, you know, a government is appointed to, you know, basically take care of all of its people. He goes, I'm a father and I only have one person to take care of and watch out for. And he says, and I lie to that mother effort all the time. <laughs>
So again, we are listening to the government who everyone says they don't trust. They don't trust politicians about COVID or about they don't trust them, period. But now here we are listening to them about COVID and going back and forth and get people getting caught lying. Emails are coming out that are proven, proven, you know, to be authentic and real. And yet people are still believing certain things. I'm not telling you what to believe, but I'm going to sit there and tell you, honestly, pay attention when somebody calls something misinformation, you must say what is wrong. So if I were to take a stance and say, you shouldn't take the COVID vaccine because it's dangerous and you're probably going to die from it. Your exact answer should be, well, where's your evidence behind that? where did you hear that from? And why do you say that? If I can't, if I can't provide you evidence to that, which I never said, by the way, uh, I'm just giving you an example. Um, if I can't provide you evidence or, or any, any kind of like, you know, somebody, you know, saying this or that, or like trusting somebody else and them showing the researchers, any kind of, you know, something backing my statement, it should be seen as false. The same way you're saying these guys are lying. These doctors should be miscredited, even though they had 30, 40 years in their respective um, careers and backgrounds. And here we are on Twitter saying that they're crazy when they obviously are smarter than you and me. So that's just my take on it. I'm going to tell you guys right now, my prediction for the Joe Rogan podcast, nothing's going to happen to it. Spotify is not going to take that, that hit. Um, you know, more power to him. What Joe Rogan is basically doing. And the best part about these, about these episodes, if you actually take time to watch them, I know they're very long. Um, Again, go listen to Peter McCullough um, and then go listen to Dr. Robert Malone's episodes on the Joe Rogan podcast and listen for yourself. Don't just take somebody's word. Don't take my word for it. Don't take somebody else's word for it. Listen to it for yourself and you assess how you want to view it. You know, and um, but what he what Joe Rogan is doing by bringing these guys on is getting their take. He's actually trying. I actually respect it because he's trying to learn He's actually finding experts. He had other people on there. He had Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN on there, and they talked about it, but no one wants to talk about that because he's a CN, or CNN, I'm going to say CNN doctor who's on the air on, on mainstream media, and he said what they wanted him to say. Plain and simple. Um, then he goes and finds other experts who have actually more merits than Dr. Sanjay Gupta, um, and he's basically, honestly, Joe Rogan barely talks most of the time. It's mainly, mainly his guest talking and him just trying to get more information because he wants to know more. This isn't one of his usual BS or, um, you know, when he has like Tom Segura on there or some random actors or UFC fighters, they just kind of shoot the crap back and forth. No, this is actually Joe Rogan trying to learn what these guys have to say and then sharing it with his audience. And then you make your own assessment. They're, you're, they're acting like they're going on there saying like, hey guys, if you're listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, do not take the COVID-19 vaccine. It's bad for you. You shouldn't do it. Um, don't listen to anything the government says. Rah! You know? <laughs> uh, that's not what's going on. It's it, it's more or less learning um, on a platform that's not, con- not really controlled by big tech, Twitter, Facebook, and these fake opinion checkers. Um, they're just trying to give information to you guys or and to you and me. Um, and you make your own decision the way it should. I'm sorry. This is my opinion. Said it from the beginning. Masks. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't wear a mask unless I'm at work. It's my company's rules. I mean, I I wear it below my nose the whole time. Don't really care. People can get mad at me all they want. But masks, it should be your choice. If I don't want to wear one, I shouldn't have to wear one. Um, if, you know, plain and simple, if masks work, why haven't they worked for the last two years? Obviously, they're not working um, in places that have very, very strict mandates. They have worse than states like Texas and Florida that have no mandates. So, I mean, explain the evidence behind that one. You know, you can't go to New York without seeing. I mean, I was just in the Bay Area and every people are out there walking their dogs by themselves or in their car by themselves wearing masks. And then where I live in California, no one wears a mask unless the only place you go to is Costco. So, but we have actually lesser numbers in the Bay Area per thousand people, which actually is kind of interesting. But. You know, same thing with vaccines. If you want to get it, go and get it. No one should be demonizing you for going and making a medical decision for yourself. But the same way, I'm not going to get it. You shouldn't be demonizing me for not wanting to get it. It's my own personal medical choice. And obviously, we know our choices don't affect each other. We can still give it to each other and still get it. We can each still die from it. We can eat, you know, 
no matter what. So it, it needs to go to being treated like the flu in my, and this is my opinion. I'm not a medical doctor. This is my opinion. Just like other countries have already done it. They've basically done away with their mask mandate, no vaccine passports. Um, it's your own personal opinion to get it every year and they're going to treat it like basically like the flu and their numbers have actually gone down uh, surprisingly. So, I mean, the evidence is out there. Uh, I don't trust what we're being told and I don't think you should either make your own decision, do your own research. Um, but make sure you listen to both, both sides and make sure that whoever you listen to actually has the merits to tell you, um, and actually have this, the brain and the smarts to tell you what's exactly going on. So, I am going to try my best. If you stay for this whole episode, I appreciate it. I'm going to let you guys know now. Any topics that have to pertain to COVID, there's not going to be a podcast on it for a while. I'm so tired of talking about COVID. Um, this this episode was mainly just to talk about the Joe Rogan podcast and the, and, the, and the crazy stuff going on with it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, as usual, if you guys want to hear a different topic, please not COVID. Uh, reach out to me on my socials. They're all listed down below in the description of this podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Getter, Parlor, and there's a new one, Hover, in case you guys haven't heard of it. I'll be doing a podcast on that one later. Um, but make sure you guys check, check it out. Uh, DM me, send me a comment, anything to tell me what you want to hear on the podcast, what topics you want to hear. I appreciate you guys listening. And don't forget, Spotify, iTunes, go rate the show, whatever you guys want to rate it. I don't care. I'll take any honest reviews. Greatly appreciate it, guys. As always, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.